God, dig that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sab. Hello there, Jamie. I just got caught in the rain. Oh, ah. So it's wild. I got this uh, weather alert because yeah. it comes through on the, you know, like hailstones are going to be the size of softballs. What do you mean you got an alert? Where? Well, on my phone. I just get, comes up? Yeah, if there's a bad weather alert, it comes up, they text me. Why don't I get that? Because uh, you're not as special as I am, Jamie, as connected clearly. to the earth. <laughs> did, you, did you have to sign up for that or they I just know? I don't know. I think I did. I think I did. Yeah. So I get, uh, you know, hail, rain, wind, high seas, not that I live anywhere near the ocean, uh, fire, all those things, all those emergency alerts See, I get. That's useful. I just get people calling me asking if I want to change my gas bill. <laughs> I reckon I get one a week. I get to a new provider. Oh. Hey, Jamie, it? how's your gas bill going? <laughs> you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard when they ask you, you know, what was your consumption and how much was your last gas bill? Don't know. And I say, I've got no idea. Just paid it. It Just you know, automatically pay it. I yeah. don't really care. Yeah, I need to get on a different plan to you. You, <laughs> uh, you know, the same one rather. I'm yeah. getting gas, you know, what's the word? I know. Calls. Calls. You're getting (laughs) gas harassed. Yeah, I'm getting harassed for my gas. And you're getting (laughs) warnings about... I get warnings about... It's pretty rough out there for about 40 minutes. Mm, You know what? I knew knew stuff was a-coming because of my dog. Oh, early sign. So she was was quivering and trying to get... She's a large dog. So she was trying to fit in a five-centimetre gap. Underneath the sofa. Poor papa. Yeah, couldn't quite get on there. And she and she shakes. Yeah, doesn't like it. No. Well, we cries. had lightning and all. Yeah. Yeah. And thunder, my lord. We didn't get any hail. No hail, not yet. But we got some heavy rain for exactly ten minutes. Yeah. That was it. That's right. A little you know top what up. It reminded me of Jamie. No. It reminded me of being a kid, uh, in New South Wales. Because we used to get all the summer thunderstorms. Yeah, right. And there was something that triggered the ballerina in me. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not, there's a ballerina in you? <laughs> there was okay. when I was young. Yeah. Uh, so we'd get these massive thunderstorms and I'd go out into the back garden because we had, you know, lived in the country. Yeah. You know, vast expanse. Just as and, far as the eye could see. I, and I would do these magnificent ballet sachets Across the, I don't think you put those two words together, but um, <laughs> across the lawn. Would you? Yeah. Oh, you just it, loved it. I think I was a little bit wild. Yeah. Mm. And people, would your parents just look at you and go, right, there's, there's Sabrina. Uh, no, they, they were never, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, there's, another thun- there's another thunderstorm going. There was, there was another thunderstorm coming. Yeah. Um, so it was just, um, I don't know, it was very... Uh, <laughs> What's going on out the back there? Do you want to go have a look? Uh, no, it's it's my mate Dave, but he doesn't realise that we're doing a live podcast. Oh, so geez, that's Dave. all right. He'll go to um, <laughs> he'll go over to Dyes when he realises we're recording live. Oh, okay. Because um, it's that kind of a household, isn't Maybe it? Really, it's, it's the back door's always open. Oh, I know Dave. Yeah, yeah I gave, you know. Dave. I gave Dave a yeah, couple yeah. of beers once. Oh, there you go. I saw him at the post office. Yeah, excellent. Uh, and I had some beers, and I said, yeah. "Do you want a couple of beers?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no trouble at all. You, oh. you know, I mean, that's where this sort of house. I like it. Open door policy. Yep. Yep. 
never kind know who's going to come in. Kind of hard when you're broadcasting live, isn't it? True. Maybe that. You know, just, yeah. I, it, <laughs> that's all right. It's fun. Who knows? But that's how it is. Anyway, Could have been worse. Might not have been Dave. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. I know. Because Tilly, oh, she wouldn't let people in. She doesn't know. No? No. Yeah, good guard dog. She's an excellent guard dog. Yeah. Anyway, my ballerina years. Sorry, you're so um, shame. Yeah, that it only lasted for a couple of years, I think, and then, you know, that was the end of the that was the end of my ballet career, really. All good things come to an end. Well, no one picked me up, Jamie. You, you know, <laughs> maybe they were just intimidated by your talents. This is the trouble with being in the country. People don't actually see how truly talented you are. Yeah, that's it. What, what could have been? This could have been a ballet <laughs> podcast, and I definitely <laughs> wouldn't have been involved. <laughs> How good. <laughs> that could have been a little bit boring. Hey, Sab, uh, yeah. good point, though, to raise. Uh, this is our uh, an episode with our mates from DeSatco Mulch. Yes, yes. indeed. So, com. Go check them out on the website. And uh, I actually, you know, did you notice when you drove in, there was a huge bag of the DeSatco Mulch in my driveway. Was there? Well, it's only half a bag now because uh, I actually put half a bag on Friday. Right. But it was a bit warm. Okay. So I've left the other half a bag for jobs to do. That's okay. Do do a bit now, do a bit later. But how cool is it? I spread that mulch on Friday. Yeah. And today is, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So we've had the rain and you know what comes down on rain? What's that? Nitrogen. So all the garden will go, I've got mulch, I've been fertilised and now I've got rain. Happy days. It'll go gangbusters. It'll be doing ballerina performances all up and down the garden, I reckon. So much gardening sachet. (laughs) Anyway, thanks to to Satco. They've been with us for the last five weeks. Really appreciate it. So good to have them uh, on board. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful mulch. Great stuff. Hey, Mm. speaking of a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, our survival expert. On the podcast. Mm, Bob, Bob Cooper. Bob Cooper. Oh, and we got an email, didn't we? How good, we got a bit of love for Bob. We got a lot of love for Bob. But I reckon this was the best response to Bob. Uh, and it's from Alison who sent us an email. Uh, just jump onto Sab's website and uh, sabrinahan.com.au. You can do the same. Anyway, I just want to read this to you. It's so good. Hi, Sab and Jamie. Just letting you know that I took on board Bob's advice to test survival techniques in a manageable manner prior to a full outback attempt. So I took my metal cup of hot water and my tea bag separate. Good night. Good. Uh, my deck of cards, cotton wool balls, a retro UBD just in case, paper and a biro and locked myself out of the house just to see how long I could survive on the veranda. <gasps> and if I could forage my way, circumnavigating the shade screens to the front door to save myself. Oh, Here we go. Gets deep now. Broke a leaf off my staghorn and rubbed it on an open piece of the inside of my arm to commence future <laughs> edibility testing. Popped a ficus root, root into a Ziploc bag and breathed in and out of said bag. Got a little dizzy, so determined that that root might be toxic. No water yet. <laughs> this is good. I d- discovered that I can't turn the backyard water tap on because I'm parched from my distraction of taking the budding weeds out of the cracks in the bricks and didn't want my liver and kidneys leaching my fluids out of my finely astute brain. (laughs) 11 rounds of solitaire with my life-saving card deck. I determined that I'd already started the spiral toward dehydration dementia. I took a (laughs) stick and tried to scratch a direction arrow in the dust on my brick patio. It didn't work. And then tried to squeeze my way through the gap in the shade screens. <laughs> this is the best bit. She's thorough. Yeah. She's very thorough. I like She's putting Bob's work into practice. Yeah. 
Like the crowning of a newborn, the screen turned out to be a tad tighter than I thought it would be. <laughs> what an image she's painting there. And what might be called a fissure appeared along the bottom, birthing me in a triumph of urban survival into my front driveway. <laughs> That's gross. I'm sitting on the curb using my UBD as a comfort cushion, awaiting either the arrival of my husband to let me in or a news crew. Because where I live, the police helicopter is a regular. So I managed to lie flat on the driveway and do brick snow angels that may have alerted them to my distress in the absence of a mirror or whistle. Or maybe the mental health emergency response van will come. It depends. Please let Bob know that I've tested the snowless snow angel on hard surfaces. It's unlikely to be advisable in the bush unless performed on sand. Let you know that bricks chafe the elbows and I didn't have a Band-Aid in my modified veranda to front door survival kit. Also, cotton balls aren't edible, in case he was wondering. He can thank me later. Scariest 20 minutes of my life. Allie. Good on you, Allie. That was so beautiful. She's a storyteller. I can't imagine doing, uh, you know, snow angels on brick paving. I reckon, you know. Bad elbows, apparently. That's all you're going to get left with. That's commitment. That is commitment to the task, I have to say. A scary 20 minutes. I'm glad that she got out alive. It's okay. Hopefully her husband came home and let her in. She was very thorough, though. She did everything, you know, according to plan. Yep. So, look, Bob's tips, they work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She survived. People can can use it in a a suburban environment. Yeah. So, Mm. Bob, there you go. Mm. Well done. People, as a ghost just closed your door as we're talking here. The window open, so it, sure. You know, well, could have know, been a ghost. That's my that's my theory. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw one when I was little, about the t- same time I was doing my ballerina escapade all <laughs> up and down the back veranda. Yeah, mm, I think I would have been about seven or eight. Really, yeah, friendly ghost? She, no, she was just she was very quiet. She didn't do anything. She just stood there with a little sort of box in her hand. Really. Now, you know, people are going to say, you are seriously a wacko person. Nah. But, um, and I am. But anyway, it, she was only there for like a couple of years, I don't know, and then I probably didn't want to see her anymore, so she disappeared. Really? How old do you reckon she was? Well, like, did you she know, appear? when you're seven, anyone that's over the age of 20 is seriously There's old. There's 100, yeah. Yeah. So I always thought she was really, really old. Wow. But she was probably like... 40 or 50, uh, she had a hair in a bum. Yeah, right. It was tied back with in a bum. And never she said anything. Never said anything, stood in the hallway holding, holding this little box. Did she I ever open the to, box? Had to squeeze past it to get down the hallway to go to the toilet. Did she move when you're trying to no, squeeze? No, just she stood, just stood there. there. That's so scary. I don't know why she was there. Did she scare you? She didn't even direct me down the hallway to the toilet. You no. know, if she'd done the whole thing when that hosties do, <laughs> follow, the, follow the lights. The emergency exit. Through the fog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't, no, she didn't, didn't do anything. Wow. So um, maybe I was meant to do something, but I was probably a great disappointment to her, I wow, suppose. That's... I just used to creep past her. Yeah. That's full on. That's making me a little scared just hearing about it. Ghosts so, scare me a bit. But there's no ghosts in this house. No? No, because you can feel when there's weird vibes. stuff. Weird vibes. Yeah. You just back away. We had one in our house for a bit. Oh, did you? Yeah. In our hallway, we'd always see this black shadow. So we'd be sitting in the family room and you can see down the hallway. Wow. And our dog would just stand in the hallway and bark. And once I was like, what are you barking at? 
and Hank like looked around me. It's like he moved his head Ooh. and looked around. Ooh. And then Nat and I'd be sitting there and we'd always just see this little flash of black. Wow. Yeah. And she'd be like, did you see that? I said, yeah. Oh my goodness. But it was months before we both admitted to each other that we were both oh, seeing it. Seen something. But we don't see it anymore. It's gone. Well, I asked it nicely if it would leave. To... Oh, okay. I said, yeah. oh, excuse me. Um, yeah. You know. I don't feel you comfortable with you here. here. You may have lived here. But you're not but... welcome now. My dog doesn't like you. Can you please yeah. leave? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, my dog will eat you. Yeah. Eat you, eat you, whatever it is. It wasn't bad vibes, though. Anyway. No? No. Nah, just a bit weird. Mm. Now I'm scared. Now I'm scared that I've talked about it. That means, yeah. Might come back. Don't say it. Oh, it might come so to my nervous. place now, though, Jamie, because you're at my place. I don't want well, to come here. I don't think it's following here. me. <laughs> it's just in my house when I happen to move in. Unless it's useful. I could do with someone whippersnippering. Do yep. they do that? I suppose it's a bit so. hard when you hold, hold it. Your hand just goes through stuff, doesn't yeah. it? Walk yeah. through doors yeah. and rather this, than into them. Yeah. But no. No, um. There's no handyman ghost going around, is there? <laughs> That's what we need to invent. How good would that handyman be? Move into ghost. a new house and there's a handyman ghost. <laughs> the doorknob on the door's a little loose. You come back the next day, it's, it's fine. What's going Remove on? Remove walls yeah. entirely. Light globe goes out, <laughs> boom. You run it. How, do you, how do you even purchase that? <laughs> That's actually, ah, oh, that's a really good thing to try and aim for, I reckon. The handyman ghost. Yeah. Good luck. You don't have to pay them, feed them, mm. water them. Yeah. They don't need a bed to lie on. Well, look, you know, obviously it's a long way away. Yeah. But, you know, in 50 years or so, oh, you could be the be gardening to, ghost. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Oh, I could too. 50, well, however long, you know. Yeah, but the problem is gripping stuff, isn't it? Because apparently you just go through Straight stuff. through it. Well, yeah. if we learn anything from movies. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> It's going to be tough. Our, our source of all the information that we need. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, this isn't a podcast about poltergeists. No, so. no, no. We're going to look, look what's happening at the moment, Jamie. There's what is a happening? lot of pomegranates. Speak. There's pomegranates popping off everywhere. From poltergeist to pomegranates. To, yeah, we're staying with the letter P. Today's <laughs> the letter P. <laughs> Brought to you by Dusatko Mulch. What's the go- letter P. What's going on with... Pomegranates. Uh, pomegranates. Well, they've in WA. They're they're late Why? this year. Uh, well, the weather's been wacko. Yeah. Weirdly wacko. Today's an example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Weird storms. Poltergeist. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Poltergeist picking your pomegranates. Oh man. Um. Anyway, it made me think about the you know the pomegranates have a very long history because. Uh, well, the ancient Egyptians were really um, pretty, pretty much into pomegranates. Really? But, but the big thing is, um, so we've had a couple of emails from people saying that their pomegranates didn't fruit. Right. Um, so the big problem is people don't understand that pomegranates originally came from Iran and northern India, mm-hmm. okay, and then they spread to the Mediterranean. So we get fruit trees in our garden and we go, Bless you, little sausages. I'm going to pour the water and fertilizer on you. Well, they haven't had that for the last, you know, 10,000 years. Uh, so they look beautiful. They give you leaves and they grow, but they're not going to give you fruit. Right. It's a it's little bit easy. Too easy for them. Too easy. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, to stop, you've got to stop that sort of stuff. It's like when you like a girl. If you give her too much attention, she'll never love you. Is that right? Yeah. 
Oh, no, I don't think that's right. Yeah, and then if you pay them a little <laughs> less attention in the early bit, yeah, then they get interested in you because oh. you're playing a little hard to get. Oh. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah, trust me. Oh, okay. I know well, how that see, stuff I'm works. I'm too old for all that. Well. I just think there's... Is that how it really works? It's been a while between drinks for me, but if I think, <laughs> I think back to, you know, the early days. Oh, when you were a young young fella and yeah, keen, yeah. keen to impress the girls. Just, just, you know, a little bit of interest, but not too much. Mm, okay. And you All just right. slowly kind of just up, pull away up, and then you, and then when you get a little interest back, then you, yeah. Ah, oh, then you go, it's worth pursuing. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we might have other options here. So the girls are a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. A, bit of a hard line. But if you, you if you show them too much love, yes, they're it's not going to happen. You're, you're soft. Mm-hmm. Jamie's love tips. <laughs> a new show coming to you soon. <laughs> Dear Jamie. Yeah. So pomegranates are like girls. <laughs> yes. Don't give them too, too much, much too soon. Yeah, too much too soon. Yep. Um, they become voluptuous anyway. Yep. Uh, and many many seeds. Herein lies the interesting thing. Yeah. Like just like girls, because girls got many seeds. Yes. You know, their ovaries just keep on pumping them out. <laughs> this is really going to areas now, isn't it? <laughs> but I never you know, thought we'd talk about ovaries on this podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about, well, all seeds have ovaries. Well, not all seeds, actually. Some don't. Wow. And uh, you can't you can't grow them because no ovary in the seed. Yeah, okay. They're, they're, they're sterile. Yeah. In actual fact. Anyway, so um, so Jewish people believe that every pomegranate has 613 seeds Wowzers. inside that beautiful red voluptuous fruit. That's a lot of seeds. That's a lot of seeds um, because uh, 613 is the number of commandments that are in the Torah. Oh. So, and that came from the early days of... King Solomon. Right. Mm, which the pomegranate was de- depicted uh, and in said pomegranate was 613 seeds. But do you know what the, in reality how many seeds are in said pomegranates? Not Jamie? 613 or whatever it was? It kind of averages out at 613 when you – because think about all the different pomegranates you've eaten in your life. Not all of them have 613. No way. But kind of the average probably works out. So there's between uh, 165, very yeah. short, 613, uh-huh. to 1300 plus. Oh, wowzers. Yeah, so... Um, it's kind of in the middle there, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a very interesting story. They reckon that the um, the apple, you know, the apple uh, that was found in the Garden of Eden, that that Eve, of course, she was the problem. Bloody Eve. Yep. Adam She's showed her too much attention. <laughs> I think that's what happened, Jamie. Yeah. She went, here, hook him to this apple. Stuff this bloke. Yep. So there were, there's no way apples would have grown in that area. So they reckon it was a pomegranate. Right. Because pomegranate is full and luscious and voluptuous. Yeah, okay. Packed with fertility. Bible stories. Debunked. Mm, yeah. So it might have been a pomegranate in the Garden of Eden. Yes. There definitely would not have been an apple. Okay. Mm. Or a quince. Would have made it more difficult for the imagery though, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> you know the, the classic photo of picking the apple off and taking the butt. What's she gonna do? Yeah. Pick off the pomegranate, cum it open, get a wooden spoon, bang the seeds out over the top of a Moroccan salad. That's right. Yeah. It totally destroys it. So I can see why they went the apple yeah. route. 
Try yeah. and try and bite through a pomegranate. Can't do it. Nah. No. Nah. Too tough. Well, rats do it, but they've got specialised little chewing mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Little little sharp ones. Mm. Yeah, no, not advised. No, Just, definitely not. Yeah. So they've been that's that's interesting. A lot, a lot of do a lot of fruits have that kind of historical yeah. significance? Yeah, cuz don't forget a lot of food There's a whole pile of food that actually became medicinal as well because back in the early days there all medicines came from plants. So all medicines. Um, so traditionally it was the wise women that, because um, they probably experimented, experimented on the women anyway to see toxicity levels of plants. Gee, that's um, a rubbish job, isn't it? <laughs> Rhonda, <laughs> we don't know what this is, but we reckon it might be good for you. Just have a, just just have have a, a little have bit a try. and tell us how you are in half an hour. <laughs> it's like a biblical Bob Cooper, <laughs> just testing stuff out on people. So I don't know. I mean, eventually they figured out what, what a little bit was good, but a lot was seriously bad. Yeah. So plants were, all our medicines have come from plants. So many of edible plants are also medicinal and that goes for every culture all around the planet. Um, I can't, I've got no idea why I've gone down that track. No, I like it. Yeah. So. Because um, we're talking about historical significance. Yes. yes. And that probably buys into that yes so early artworks you will see um depictions of different plants and even in ancient egypt and mesopotamia and ancient rome you you see plants that are depicted in sculpture in buildings in artwork in earthenware pots because they they that's how people survived. Yeah. And of course plants travelled from one culture to another and were taken all around the world. And they actually would learn to hybridize plants and look at the character of a plant and then save one that was better. For example, kale, which is the most disgusting green vegetable you could ever eat if you're forced to do it. I'll put it in smoothies. Oh, Jamie. It's good. Oh, that's disgusting. Try this one on. Kale, red cabbage, carrot and celery. Half an apple just to sweeten it up with ginger and turmeric. It's good. I'd need to be no further than five minutes from a toilet And keep it chunky. Yeah, keep it thick. That is disgusting. It's good. Give it a go. No. Yeah. No way. I stopped doing it. I used to do it every day. Really? Yeah, and I stopped probably a couple of months ago. Yes. Got sick the other week. <laughs> so I reckon I reckon that's what was keeping me okay. I think it's a build-up of kale toxicity levels in your body. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Kale. <laughs> so kale never had those big leaves that it has now. But what happened was the because they're very, very frost tolerant. So they kept the seed from the kale that had the largest leaves and that's why we have the kale we have today. Right. So... Plants are fascinating little doodads. What were the earliest horticulturalists called? Like, was, it, was there this job? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, gardeners, well, they weren't gardeners. They wouldn't have been deemed as gardeners. But, you know, medieval times, monks held all the knowledge of medicinal herbs and they experimented. And Because the monks in, in you know, the 12th century were probably pretty wild fellas. 
Oh, yeah, they'd be they loose. Would, they would have got tested all the, the drug-inducing plants, I reckon, yep. for sure. They'd be straight onto the psychedelics. <laughs> but every single ancient culture would have used plants to induce certain mindsets, I suppose. Yeah, right. Mm. And you probably see that then with, you know, indigenous cultures all around the world, yeah, including absolutely. this one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Particularly important for when there were, you know, special sort of sacrificial celebrations. Ceremonies <laughs> oh, and yeah, things. ceremonies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when people come of age and that sort of thing. Yeah. Have a bit of this, see how you go. See how you go. <laughs> it's just like your first beer at your 18th. Yeah. Similar, very similar thing. Yeah. Which is, again, plant material, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hops. Yeah, yeast. it's all natural yep. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's why it's good for you and that's healthy. What, exactly right. It's nothing added. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Plants so, have a very long history, always associated with, with the human species. So back to the late Perth pomegranates. Mm. Where, mm. where is it? Is it? Is it all gone now? Is it too late, or are we going to start to see it? No, no, they're they're just starting to ripen now. But right. see, the thing is, with a changing climate, everything now for gardeners it's a real challenge. So the most important thing for gardeners is to actually try and keep a record. And there's great apps you can get on your phone, which are garden diaries. Mm. So there's one called Gardenate has a diary, you can take a picture of a plant, you log in when it's fruited, when it's flowered, whether it died, what the temperature is for that period of time. And then you can go back to that and go, oh, so last February uh, my pomegranates didn't ripen until the 28th. Keep a record. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can kind of track what you need, when you need to prune, when you need to fertilise, all that sort of thing. That's pretty cool. It's handy because most people have smartphones. I do. It's how they're listening to this mostly. Well, exactly. Yeah. On their podcast app. On their app. (laughs) Make sure you subscribe if you haven't. It means you don't have to click on it each week. It just pops up for you. I know because we have fascinating things to tell people. We do. Ghosts. Fascinating. Ancient rituals. And we get lots of emails in. We do. Should we answer a few questions? I think we should. You get lots of questions. I do. Pretty sure they're for you. Uh, well, yeah. you can have a crack at it though, James. See how we go. Yeah. Anything about psychedelic plants? I'm yep. your man. Yep. I'm joking. Uh, this is from Tanya. G'day, Sabrina. My aunt picked this tomato in April last year. There's a photo. I'll show you in a tick. Mm. Every time I visit, she shows it to me. Still hasn't gone rotten. That's weird. We thought maybe the CSIRO would like it for a study on long shelf life. Or is there another department that would be better? It was a green variety. It's been sitting on a table on her veranda north side of the house. Look at that. still looks almost right as rain. Well, it is green. It's a little bit, I have to say though, Jamie, that mm. there's a few little wrinkles in it. A couple. Yeah, it looks a little bit like my face, but... Um, That's not true. Not as, not as wrinkled, of course. No, I wasn't going that. I was going to go the other <laughs> way. I wasn't, wasn't being rude. <laughs> um, now, this is really interesting because the green tomato... So if you pick a green tomato, it means that the sugars haven't developed in the tomato. I was going to say, they taste sharper. Yeah, they're yeah. quite bitter, bitter, really. Yeah. So the fact that it was picked green and the sugars haven't developed would account for the fact that it's got longevity and the fact that it's outside where it's in airflow um, means that 
well, I wouldn't have thought from April, we're in, I mean, that's April last year. Yeah. That's, that's a 10 long months ago. long time. Yeah. There is a green tomato. It's an heirloom heritage tomato mm. from, uh, well, they grow it a lot in America. And that's what they make the uh, fried green tomato pickle from. Right. So it might actually be a, a variety that's, yeah, I mean, April last year. And it looks like a complete tomato, doesn't it? Yeah, it hasn't broken down or anything like that. And it's the size of... of A palm. A palm. Yeah. So... Would would the CSIRO be interested in that? Probably not. No, more... No. No. You'd have to find a tomato grower. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. A commercial tomato grower. What do you reckon? They might be interested in it. Maybe. Bit weird though, isn't it? Wouldn't eat it. Uh, no, no, I, no, I don't think it'd be very palatable and I don't know how, so tomato seeds are tricky to germinate. How come? Because you have to break down, they have a, a, a natural coating on them so that the seeds don't germinate until it's ideal. So you'd have to remove the seeds, then you have to ferment them. So yeah, you right. put them in a jar of water, like warm water, shake it up. And you leave that in the jar for three days until it gets smelly and fermented. Then you tip the jar out on, uh, so you empty the water out. You put it on kitchen paper. What do you call that? Absorbent paper. Paper towel. Paper towel. Yeah. That's exactly what you call it, Jamie. Yeah. Um, dry it out and then you plant the seed. Okay. Bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of work. Just fermenting stuff. Like Tomatoes beer. in Italy taste so good. Oh, because they have they no holes. Are, they're picked just before harvest. Because Italy, France, Spain, you have in Europe, you have markets. Yeah. So you'll get a can go fresh. Yeah, they pick they pick it the day before and bring it to market. They're divine. Go late, go fresh. Absolutely. It's a good tagline. Yeah, I li- I like it. Yeah, they can use that if they want. Mm. I just remember this day when I was in Italy with my wife on our honeymoon. And we're in Monterosso, which is a town on the Cinque Terre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, breakfast at this kind of, it was kind of like a hotel, but kind of not. Um, right at the top of the hill, like overlooking the water. It was beautiful. And they like this full rollout breakfast. So you rock up in the morning and just tuck in. And they just had these like tomato slices and they were, mm. there was no holes. And I literally would eat tomatoes for breakfast just raw. That's so good. Oh, I know. It's divine. I want to eat some tomatoes now. Let's yeah. go back. Italy trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have I you love... done gardening Italy, trips to Italy? Oh, yes. Of course you have. You're That's not silly. A few. <laughs> <laughs> Might not want to go there at the moment, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, perhaps not. Yeah. 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 Let that pass. Yeah. Um, this is another question from Jody. Mm. He says, I'm wanting to use compacted Jarrah sawdust all around my raised veggie beds and fruit trees. Will it attract termites? Raised veggie beds one and a half meters from the house, limestone pebbles between the house. And the beds, that's from Jody. Well, if they're in a raised bed, you don't really need to worry about termites. But what I would be worried about is the pH of the sawdust because sawdust can vary from 3 to 9. Really? In the pH. So the pH will, that, that will change the makeup of the soil and what nutrients are available to the plants in the veggie patch. It's not good to just use wood-based mulch until you add blood and bone because wood-based mulch is nitrogen 
um, sorry, carbon, and you need to add nitrogen. So I would pH test your sawdust first. Definitely put blood and bone on it, and I would compost it, even if it's only for two weeks before you put it on. Okay. And then you then you're laughing. Good on you, Jody. Good luck with that. Did you have any questions on your end? Uh, no. 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 Okay, it's good, Jody and. Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. They're all sorted. They're sorted. And we did have, you know, a feedback from the survival Bob Cooper course. Our mate, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do the Q&A. We're going to go through your questions probably, I don't know, once every few weeks. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got some, get yeah. them in. Yeah. We'll do a little bit of a reset and then in yeah. about three weeks we'll go through a few more. So head online uh, to Sabrina's website, sabrinahan.com.au. You can go to the Facebook page, yep. the and Instagram page and just leave them in the comments too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you've had other um, – if you've got any beautiful stories because there's so many stories surrounding old heritage plants. Like, yeah, you know, there's there's a family that have had the their rhubarb been in the family for eighty five years. That's pretty cool. Just keep dividing it up and sharing it for the next generation down. That's special. Love that. Story. Do you know where I was the other day? We did a photo shoot there. Do you remember that joint in the city, Henry Summer, the bar oh, that's yeah, got the all bar. the uh, yeah 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 got all the indoor plants. It heaps. Was amazing. Yeah, it was funny. First time ever, I was looking at the plants and going, "Ooh, wouldn't mind a cutting of that." <gasps> yeah, I didn't do it because oh. you know it'd be. If I don't ask, it's stealing, isn't it? It's plants. Yeah. Plants you share. It's yeah. never called stealing. It's just called sharing if you only take a little bit of it. Not sure how the venue manager would feel if he caught me there with a little <laughs> saw just cutting but through see, something or snapping it off. This means you've been bitten by the plant bug. Bitten maybe. by the bug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's only gonna it's only gonna develop from here. I put up a little photo the other day of a of a little plant that you gave me that was flowering and looking nice. Oh. Didn't kill it. Excellent. Did you see it? I tagged you. So proud. Yeah. I'm so proud. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, it started. It's happening. Your journey. You your journey has started. I'm excited. We will we will keep track of the evolution. Keep listening for the journey or just for Sab's good advice. That's probably more <laughs> recommended. Um, that was fun, Sab. Yep. Good to see you. You too. And uh, thanks for the last few weeks with our mates at DeSatco as well. Remember, head to the website, desatco.com. Not a bad time to get some mulch, get it out in the garden and well, you just hit the perfect timing, didn't yeah, you, Sab? I know. Mine got rained in. It was perfect. Happy days. Catch you next week. Bye.